Indiana, the fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports. For is Saturday, February 5th, 2022. Along with producer and co-host Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for tuning in. So we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Justin, Kenny, good morning. I see that both of us have been amply dug out. Yep. We Here we out. are. Yes. Uh, that was my day yesterday was to dig us out uh, at home. Had to go to the Mastodon's game last night with Mr. Brett Rump. Mastodon's got a win. So yes, uh, did. I was able to... Uh, to dig us out from Snowmageddon yesterday. Lucky, uh, yeah, and uh, I, of course, I don't have a snowblower. Okay? Me neither. There. I, I, I've just hand-shoveled my whole life, and, and with my health history, I'm stupid for not. But anyway, <laughs> we'll no, get to I, that in another, that, that's another show for another time. But I do but, feel like it's a sense of accomplishment when you do finish. Because well, yeah, you're like, you know what? Look, I did this on my on my own. Look what I did. Yes. It's kind of like cutting the grass for me. I mean, I'll cut the grass, and when I'm done, it's, I did that. Yeah, you know? right? And then I got to do it again in five days. But anyway, <laughs> but, but our next-door neighbors winter in, you know, uh, another state there south of us uh, or spend a little time there. Yeah. So he said, hey, yeah, here, garage door over here. There's the snow, snow blower. You can use mine. You know, just do mine, too. <laughs> and so I did. Yeah. And uh, holy cow, yeah, uh, what a difference that makes. Yeah. But still, 13 inches of snow is still 13 inches of snow. Yeah, and you know, with, with that much snow, yeah, a snowblower definitely helps. Particularly, you know, it started off as that heavy, wet snow, you know, and then it got powdery, but that heavy, wet snow froze. So if you didn't shovel mul or, or snowblow multiple times, like that was a difficult, you know, it's always when you're having to move a foot of snow, difficult, but it was even worse. Um, when you had that frozen layer underneath. On yeah, on top of that, and I I went out. I did things twice, just look, you know, because I knew that you'd be mentioning that. And, uh, <laughs> so you knew. And I thought, put you on the spot. Justin's gonna say something, so <laughs> I better. And so, but it it was helpful being able to do that. And uh, so, anyway, here we are. Yeah, uh, now we can stop hearing the people you know complain that we haven't gotten any snow because. Oh, even when it started raining, you know, it was raining, what was it, the Wednesday morning? Yeah. Overnight. Yeah, I'm losing track of my days. But Wednesday morning, and people go, oh, well, they were wrong again. <laughs> and, and I go, oh, my goodness. Just just wait and see what, what right. you know. And then, and then Wednesday uh, evening, oh, we've, we've got maybe five or six inches here. You know, uh, there's supposed to be a little respite here. Right, yeah. Hours, on and then, night. boom, here it comes again, and sure yeah. enough. But anyway, um, but you guys all lived through that. You saw that, so uh, I guess we don't need to uh, keep keep rehashing it. But, uh, hey, we had some basketball last night, some sectional basketball in the high school ranks. As you said, uh, you were uh, doing the Mastodon game, a, a win 
for the Mastodons. I think that was a um, score of 70 to 60, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, 70 to 60, 10-point dub for the Mastodons. Impressive considering they were down double digits in the second half. At one point down 45-35 with a little over 11 minutes to go, and then uh, the offense exploded, came together, and the Mastodons get a win, which the, the start of their five-game homestand, which will be their final five home games of the year. So the Mastodons already down to just four home games here left in the season. And competing quite ably in the Horizon League. Yeah, first real season in the Horizon League, you could say, quote-unquote, considering COVID and, and the mess that it made with the schedule last year. Uh, but the Mastodons in the thick of the race in the Horizon, the meaty part of the uh, – of the standings, I think they're seven and six. I want to say yep, in the seven and six, 12 and ten overall. Yeah, so you know a, a good solid showing uh, for the Mastodons. You know, second year in the Horizon, but you know the first year is a true. You know, the schedule they've had some some fits and starts here and there with cancellations, but by and large, uh, a regular schedule this year, and the Mastodons, you know, showing that they belong in the Horizon. And from a travel perspective. Much, much more, <laughs> yeah. Much more uh, uh, conducive to uh, shorter trips than uh, when they were in the summit and, uh, and saw the the beautiful Dakotas yeah. uh, in the winter time. And uh, I'm not even going to go into the postseason tournament uh, in the Dakotas as well. But uh, many a horror story. Oh my goodness, in the Dakotas. I'm sure. Indeed. Indeed, 46862, Automotive Color and Supply, text line 46862, put TS in the front of your message. Uh, Matt Ants in action last night. They beat Capital City, the go-go, 117 to 106 in Washington, D.C. Justin Anderson, 31 points. He answer uh, at Wisconsin to take on the herd tomorrow before uh, taking on Delaware Tuesday and Thursday uh, down at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Comets. Got back on track with their Friday night victories, this time in Adirondack, New York. Uh, they beat the Thunder 7-3 and three, uh, on the road. Uh, according to Justin Cohn's article this morning, uh, the power play is on fire. And that's something that Michael had talked about previously, that uh, that, that was something special teams uh, weren't uh, picking up the slack, as it were. But, uh, boy, no issue now. For the Comets, and of course, uh, they will play once again tonight in Adirondack in a 7 o'clock face-off. You can hear all that action with Shane Alberani on Sister Station 1190. Whoa, starting with the pregame at about 6.50. The Indiana Pacers got 42 points from Karis LeVert, but then fell to the Bulls 122-115 uh, in that game. Terry Taylor uh, went for double figures for the Pacers. And Terry Taylor, of course, another guy who started his season with the Mad Ants. This is just like a broken record. When you when you start with Kiefer Sykes, Dwayne Washington, now Terry Taylor getting his chance. Everybody knew he was uh, quite the player before. It, it just 6-5 uh, playing down low. And we'll, we'll talk to Dan Vance a little bit later on in the show. But my goodness, um, congrats shows that uh, hard work is paying off and uh, the Pacers with their injury situation need these players. So um, congrats to Terry Taylor. As, uh, as we said, the, uh, the IPF, uh, the PFW men beat uh, uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee last night, 70 to 60, but the women lost to Northern Kentucky, 67, 43. So, uh, those are some of the things going on right now. Of course, we've got uh, high school sectional basketball 
going on, and that uh, is taking place uh, sectional semifinals. Uh, or is it semifinals? Or? Well, yeah. it depends on well, where you're at. Yeah, so true. Yeah, some of them. Finals somewhere tonight, semifinals uh, in other places. Yeah, last night in, in Class 4A uh, at the Snyder sectional, it was the host uh, Panthers over Carroll 79-64. Northrop beat East Noble 68-39, setting up that Snyder-Northrop matchup tonight at 7:30 for the sectional championship. And then... Uh, Last night at Huntington North, it was Homestead over Columbia City, 62-51. Southside, Juanita Goodwell's Southside, Lady Archers, 75-57 over Wayne, setting up the Spartans and Lady Archers tonight at 7.30. And uh, kudos to Southside because they had uh, struggled thus far, you know, in the regular season, so... uh, you know, they get hot at the right time, and then, uh, oh, yeah, your reward? <laughs> Homestead. You to play Homestead. Yeah. But, yeah, great job by um, by that team, Southside, because it was very un-Southside-like regular season. Uh, they had just three s- wins in the regular season, you know, overall, and this is a, a program that's consistently competing, you know, at the top of the SAC. So lack of numbers, I mean, that's what it comes down to with Southside. They just don't have the players not just at the varsity level, but within their 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 program and the JV and freshmen. So a lot of girls that are being thrust into varsity minutes that, quite frankly, aren't ready for that because they don't have those lower tier teams. But you know the payoff is at some point, whether later in the current season or the year after, uh, they finally you know are, are able to handle that and show their maturity and you know they blossomed the last two day you know two games beating Wayne last night but the impressive win was against Huntington North the host on Tuesday in overtime um I, you know i don't know if they could keep it up a third straight game tonight to at least make tonight competitive but you have to admire what the archers have done this week indeed and i saw a, a quote from uh, coach goodwell as as well after last night's game saying that you know this team is these kids are allowing themselves to be coached and that doesn't always happen. I mean, you can you can uh, preach all you want to kids, but sometimes it's just lip service, and it doesn't, you know, get absorbed and uh, it doesn't get applied. Right. And so, in this situation, uh, she is very, uh, very um, content with the fact that these kids have improved from the middle of October to now. So, uh, some congratulations to them. On to Class Three A. At Woodland, it was Garrett over Angola, 40-32. Dwenger takes down Leo, 42-32. Garrett Dwenger tonight at 7-30. And uh, at Mississinawa, it uh, was Belmont beating Mississinawa, 53-36. Norwell, a 62-32 winner over Bishop Lewers. Uh, you do still have Heritage and Oak Hill tonight at 6. Belmont and Norwell at 7-30. And then the championship will be Tuesday. At Mississinawa in Class 2A, you will have Central Noble South Adams going at it at 6, Whitco Adams Central at 8, uh, then uh, Monday, Eastside Busco, and then Game 3 and Game 4 winners play at 8 with the championship there on Tuesday as well. In uh, Class A at Bethany Christian, Blackhawk Christian beat Lakewood Park 51-35, Fremont Beats Hamilton 71-23. Blackhawk Christian and Fremont go at it tonight at 7:30, and the final one at Northfield. It had uh, North Miami over Lakeland Christian 49-34. Northfield 
beats Southwood 53-50. to North Miami and Northfield will play tonight at 7.30. So those are uh, the girls' scores. Uh, wasn't any uh, boys' action, obviously, because of uh, girls' sectional semifinals uh, in the Big Four conferences that we cover. But, uh, hey, it was uh, quite a night for girls' sectional basketball. On this date in Fort Wayne sports history, the book by Blake Sebring, the entry for February 5th, mentions uh, in 2006, Harding's Trey Essex wins a Super Bowl ring as the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Seattle Seahawks. And, of course, uh, you know, if you've been living under a rock and you didn't know that Jesse Bates from Snyder High School and Ben Skoranek from Homestead High School are going to be meeting, uh, respectively, uh, with the Bengals and Rams in the Super Bowl as well. So congratulations to them. And also in 1994, Tiffany Gooden's spectacular high school basketball career ends. And uh, her high school career was best uh, individually in Northeast Indiana basketball history at the time. She scored 2,198 points to break the area's career scoring record. 29.9 points per game, both her junior and senior seasons. Uh, she had 13.5 rebounds a game junior year, almost 10 her senior year, and then uh, ended up going to the University of Iowa. Uh, she was all Big Ten on her sophomore and senior conference freshman of the year, finished with over 1,000 career points. But uh, And then uh, and injuries took their toll on her. But my, I guess my question this morning, and, and I wish I had a little bit more uh, data, but where does Ayanna Patterson stack up against Tiffany Gooden. I just I I wonder. Well, I think it's it's pretty comparable in, in a number of different ways in terms of uh, in state you look at at Tiffany Gooden and uh, Ayana Patterson. Tiffany Gooden winning Indiana Miss basketball in 1994 and then you look at Ayana Patterson who's the favorite to win the same award here in 2022. Uh, you look at uh, you know, college, Tiffany Gooden went to Iowa and a great career then um, playing at Iowa and, and moving forward. And, you know, Ayanna Patterson going to UConn and, and going to, you know, be playing with Coach Ariema there. In terms of pure scoring, Tiffany Gooden, I don't think Ayanna Patterson could match that because, you know, Tiffany Gooden scored in a variety of ways, averaged, you know, 30 points a game for the better part of two seasons. But in terms of versatility and what you can do, and, and granted, it's a different era of basketball. We're talking about close to 30 years between players now. Mm. It feels just like yesterday that uh, Tiffany Gooden was wrapping up her, her prep career, and here it is um, a long time. But um, it, it's a different era, I think, in women's basketball as well and men's basketball in that you have the versatility of run the transition. She can rebound. She can now shoot free throws. She's really improved that uh, aspect of her game. She can finish in traffic. And I think it's that that level of women's basketball player that I think has blossomed over the last 20 years that maybe was a bit before Tiffany Gooden's time. Not taking anything away from Tiffany Gooden, I just think you're seeing more of those types of players in 2022. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply, text line 46862. Put TS in front of your message. Uh, uh, we had a text that came in and said uh, that Homestead would be, um, let, let's just say, uh, without without saying, Homestead will be heavily favored tonight over Southside in the girls' sectional championship game. But yeah, but you know, this but is, I know, I know one need a good one. <laughs> well, and and look at this Homestead team, and look, it's very very good. 
It's number one in the state for a reason. But Columbia City gave them a very good game last yes, night. Yes, they did. Uh, that was a five-point game, you know, and a couple minutes left in the game before Homestead pulled away. And what Homestead has struggled with all season long is pressure and turnovers. And what do we know about Salicide? They play intense, fierce defense. They're going to be all over the floor. They're going to trap. They're going to they're going to you know try to force turnovers. That's what they do defensively, and that can cause a problem for Homestead. And let's say Homestead gets past Southside tonight, which I expect they do. That problem for Homestead, that inability to control the basketball consistently and avoid turnovers, could be this team's Achilles heel going forward in the 4A postseason. I, I was going to preface by saying we know Juanita Goodwell, but we also know Rod Parker. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, I mean, you're, you're not going to find two more competitive people uh, on the planet than than these two. But, uh, yeah, uh, Homestead will be heavily favored, that is for sure. But, uh, like I said, I, I, like the, I like the fire, I like the passion of Juanita Goodwell in the way she leads her teams. Right. And uh, just anyway. Well, it, and I think, you know, when you look at Juanita Goodwell and pointing that out, you mentioned last night that she's allowing these players to be coached. I think you can look next level at that comment because that and me saying the parents are also letting their players get coached. It would be mm-hmm. really easy in 2022 at Southside High School, a team that has traditionally had success year after year after year after year, that this year, 5-16, and 16, that fans and particularly parents point to Juanita Goodwill as she's the problem because, you know, these girls are good. They should be competing and winning just as much as the previous teams. But from from all indications, that hasn't been a problem. They've continued to work. They've avoided the drama through the course of a season that a losing season can create particularly in 2022, we know how this works at the high school level. And these girls have continued to work, 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 invest their time, and 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 stay positive. And it's paid off at the very least with two sectional wins this week that nobody thought they would get. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply Text Line, 46862. Put TS in front of your message, if you will. Before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Uh, we have the reverse osmosis drinking water system at our kitchen sink, and we love it. It is bottled water, quality water, right from your own tap. It's easy. It's affordable. Give Culligan a call today, 484-8668, 484-8668. No more going out, buying cases of bottled water, bringing them in. Just drink right from your tap. Pristine bottled water quality straight from Culligan, right from your source. Uh, at our house, all of a sudden, our, our reverse osmosis drinking water system quit working. Diane was not happy because she counts on her drinking water to be that quality. Well, it turned out it was just a battery uh, that, that needed replaced, and Diane did it, and, uh, and poof. Bottle water quality back again. So, uh, but give your friends at Culligan a call. 484-8668, 484-8668. Tell them you heard it on Talking Sports. Culligan. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back.
Motors insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Sports presents this special update on the 2022 Winter Games sponsored by Angie. Angie takes your home projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. It was a big moment in the last Winter Games in Pyeongchang. The U.S. had never won a medal in women's cross-country skiing, and the team of Jesse Diggins and Kikan Randall not only won a medal in the team spirit, but took gold. That summer, Randall was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's beaten it. She ran the New York City Marathon, but she's retired from cross-country. Diggins, now 30, is in Beijing and today finished sixth in the skiathlon competition, won by Norway's Therese Johausen was the first gold medal of the Games. Slovenian ski jumpers to gold and silver in the women's individual. Two wins for the U.S. in curling. The mixed doubles team of Chris Pice and Vicky Persinger. 3-2 over Sweden. 7-5 over China. There's women's hockey now. The U.S. used Maddie Rooney in goal for the win over Finland. Nicole Hensley in net now. The U.S. leads the Russian Olympic Committee team 1-0 after one period. With this Winter Games update, John Stashauer, Westwood One Sports. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest, sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emo wearing sunglasses! Lemu, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, liberty, liberty. Going through the home buying process can be stressful, but one key decision that shouldn't stress you out is who to contact for your insurance. There are hundreds of insurance companies and many specialize in specific type homes in unique situations. So it's always best to contact an independent insurance agent like Hoopy Insurance Services, who will compare many different companies to find the exact policy that will work for you. Hoopy Insurance Services has been serving area homeowners and business owners for 40 years, and they take great pride in personalizing each policy to be the right coverage for every situation without the shortcuts, loopholes, or gaps that could cost you money later. And it doesn't cost you extra to have an agent that's available by phone or even in person when you need to file a claim. Matt Hoopy is a second-generation owner that learned how important service is from his father. And for 40 years, the company continues to grow without sacrificing the personalized service the company was built on. Hoopy Insurance Services, online at hupe-insurance.com. They're family serving your family now for 40 
40 years. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Have a question, comment, opinion? Hit us up on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message if you will. And especially if you would have a question regarding St. Francis Athletics, because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning, Jim. How are you, my friend? I am great this morning, all dug out from uh, from the uh, little bit of snow we got. Uh, well, a lot of snow we got uh, a couple yeah, just, of days Just ago. a dusting. Just yeah. a dusting out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a dusting and... Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and spring is just around the corner too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were in away last week, and uh, at, a, at a bit of a conference, if if I recall correctly. Uh, tell us what you were doing and uh, and what you learned from uh, the conference. Well, yeah, I was uh, apologize for not being on, but I was uh, down in. Uh, Marco Island, Florida, for the uh, NACTA midwinter meetings, um, which is uh, every year at this time. Uh, this is my fourth year being a part of, of these meetings. Um, as a, this, this time, I'm, a, I'm in my third year as a member of the NACTA Board of Directors and Executive Committee. So it's, uh, it's one of those kind of invite uh, events. You go down, there was uh, four or five of us from the NAIA there representing the NAIA at the meetings. Um, got to sit through some some fun collaborative uh, sessions, mostly around the the NACTA convention coming up in June with some of our colleagues from Division Two, II, Division Three, and the junior colleges, um, which is which is one of the fun times. We've we've really started working together the last couple of years on bringing uh, programming to the convention. So uh, we sit down in a, in a big room and, and have a lot of conversations about what sessions uh, we feel would be well attended, who's going to lead them. Um, and all that kind of stuff. And then the other kind of part of it is is all the big dogs are down there, too, uh, leading uh, larger sessions, mostly about, you know, you wouldn't be surprised to know that they were talking about the future of the NCAA and name, image, and likeness and a lot of those things that maybe maybe not be as applicable to us. Uh, but it's always good to be in a room with some of the, the best ADs in the country, whether it be Jamie Pollard from Iowa State or Rick Hart from SMU and um, – you know, Ward Manuel was our past president up at Michigan, and Greg Byrne and those guys from Alabama. So it's it's a fun room to be in and just kind of take it all in and absorb it. Uh, but the the work we do down there this time is really getting ready for the convention with some of our other uh, smaller school uh, colleagues. So it was it was fun. I've got one more year on the on my term on the board, so I'll be I've got one more year to go down there. But it's a it's a great chance to just kind of get down there and and see what you can learn and what you can bring back to campus. Mike, uh, recently, uh, collegiate sports uh, welcomed in esports uh, to its uh, to its athletic departments, etc. And uh, University of St. Francis, no different, uh, started an esports program and now just uh, named a new coach who has University of St. Francis ties. Uh, tell us a little bit about esports, how it got going, where it's good, and I mean. What do what games do these esports uh, 
teams play. There's a yeah, lot of people think, that don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for us it began, oh gosh, mid-2020. Uh, we started the planning process for it, uh, started getting the equipment, building out a room on campus. Uh, so we've got 20 uh, competitive gaming stations on our campus over in uh, the Pope John Paul building, uh, which we call our Cougar Esports Arena. Um, and, and one of our former alums, Vaughn Gallagher, who, who played soccer for us and was big in the game, actually did a project when he was a student about starting esports at USF. So uh, we were able to help make that come to life, and he kind of got us off the ground and running. Um, and then coming into this year, Vaughn had, had reached out and just said, you know, his full-time job and, and some things at home he needed to, to pay attention to so that he asked if there was uh, someone else that could come in and uh, had a cup of coffee with a, an alum that I knew had an interest in it, um, Tyler Spiegel. Uh, Tyler played golf for us for four years, graduated in 2017, and uh, Tyler's a pretty competitive gamer himself, so he has a he has a passion for this. And we met and talked, and I was really just trying to pick his brain on on where I could go and who I might be able to bring in. And then he reached out to me after we met the next day and slept on it and said, "I think I'm your guy." Uh, so we worked on on getting him on board, and now he's he's going to be officially the the head coach of the esports program. I think Vaughn's going to help out a little bit and obviously help with the transition, but. Uh, Tyler's in the top 1% uh, of Rocket League gamers in the in the world. Um, so he's got a pretty strong following, and, and we play Rocket League. We play Fortnite. We play Overwatch. Um, we're getting into Super Smash Brothers a little bit. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's fun. It, it came under athletics right away at USF. Sometimes it goes to more of a student affairs focus, but uh, we brought it in because biggest thing for us is recruiting. Uh, we want to make sure we can return the investment and get students in that may not ordinarily come to USF but are going to come because they have an esports program. Uh, so Tyler's really hitting the ground running and getting out there and spreading the word and trying to get people to come to USF and, and be a part of this uh, competitive, competitive atmosphere. It's it's crazy. Uh, some of these kids are professionals already that they'll be competing against who maybe made a million dollars last year in some tournaments. So it's uh, it's a different world than kind of the amateur sports that we're used to dealing with. Um, but it's it's fun, and it gives us another opportunity. To- how does a an esports coach recruit? And, and I guess how do high school student gamers get known? Yeah, you, you won't be surprised to know that it's mostly through social media. Um, Tyler has his own Twitch page. He's got a, a Twitter following. Um that's really when we started talking. He said, look, I've got a bunch of 17- and 8-year-olds, 17- and 18-year-olds that follow me uh, on my Twitter page because he's well-known as a, as a Rocket League uh, professional. So he's basically just gone to, to his social media contacts. Um, he already works through LinkedIn a lot with his, his other job that he does. So he's familiar with how to kind of recruit through social media. But a lot of it is social media. We want to get him on campus. We want to show him our arena. Uh, there's a few high school programs here that we're going to be focused on. Obviously, Snyder has one of the uh, more popular and well-known programs in the area, so hopefully we can get a couple of those kids over. Um, but really, it's it's going to be online. It's going to be through social media and, and trying to get these kids to say, hey, did you think about playing in college? And if, if you haven't, would you like to take a look at St. Francis and see if it's an opportunity for you? So, uh, again, he's connected in all the right ways, and, and I have no doubt that he's going he's gonna to bring in some kids and he's going to get this thing rolling. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. Segwaying on to basketball, the Cougar men now uh, 20-5, and 10-3 and three in the crossroads, head to Huntington today to meet the Foresters at 3. Now they will be preceded by the Lady Cougars, uh, who will 
tip at 1 p.m. down there. Uh, they are 12 and 8, 6 and 5 in crossroads competition. Did you lose uh, any Wednesday night games due to cancellations due to the weather or anything? Well, we were pretty proactive. So Chad Briscoe, a good friend of mine who's the AD up at Grace, him and I started talking, I think, last uh, Friday or Saturday uh, when I was in Florida. He he shot me a text and said, hey, just looking at the weather, um, you know, what are you thinking? And so we moved our doubleheader to Tuesday um, instead of Wednesday. So we knew we had a window Tuesday where we could get a doubleheader in, uh, not have to worry about the weather Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so we played it Tuesday night at the hut. Uh, it was a, an electric atmosphere. Um, our, our Lady Cougars win on a three by Chloe McKnight with two seconds left. Um, sends it into the men's game, and the men <clears throat> played one of the best games they've played all year in, in getting a, a little revenge game against Grace and, and coming out on top and really dominated from, from tip to, to finish. So uh, we had a good night at the, hut, at the hut on Tuesday night. A lot of students were there. They were obviously back. Um, everybody was anticipating the weather, shutting everything down for two days, so I think they thought it was the last chance they make it out of the dorms for a little bit, and they did. Um, but it was a, a great atmosphere. Um, tried to raise some money for uh, it was a coaches versus cancer game um, and we tried to, to help and lend some efforts to a, a local man who everyone respects a heck of a lot and that's coach Mark Davidson over at Blackhawk obviously his son Frankie plays for Grace has another son that plays for Grace and coach lacrosse and I and coach Cummings who has a lot of ties to Blackhawk um, with his kids over there and obviously Jalen Mull and Zane Burke on our team uh, we, we we put out some some buckets and we we drove some people to, to try to donate some money and try to try to turn the cause into something a little more locally tied so uh, we, we were happy to do that and and obviously appreciate everything coach Davidson has done here in the community for so many different people and just the strength that he's shown through his battle has, has inspired so many so it was it was an easy thing to do but yeah it was a Good night at the hut and two really, really good basketball games that people got to see. Indeed. Well, Mike, uh, also, uh, you you are not going to be part of a, a trivia night uh, competition tonight <laughs> at the, uh, at the uh, Precious Blood uh, Elementary? No, but I'm heading out here at 2.30 to watch uh, round two of the, the tournament. So our, our little PB Reds got off and got their first win. They waited till the, the tournament at the end of the year to get a first win last weekend. Um, or I think on Tuesday night, I uh, got the win, and then obviously weather delayed it to today. So they're going to go out and try to try to get two in a row here to end the season. Um, so that'll be at 2.30 today. But, uh, no, I, I will not be participating in trivia night. I embarrassed myself enough the first time we got to PB that they don't they don't want to see me there again and my silly answers. Well, yeah, I mean, most people say I'm I'm the king of useless knowledge and uh, in tidbits but uh, yeah still they don't ask those questions when i'm in a trivia night so no and the, I, the work that goes into that thing i mean rick gernhardt and his wife uh angie do that thing and they do it so well i mean i can't imagine how long they they actually put into just you know a few hours of trivia you think you just you know it's not trivial pursuit where you're just pulling out some cards and reading questions it's it's intense and it's pretty in-depth and it's it's impressive work they do well uh, my my daughter and son-in-law will be there so uh, i'm sure that uh Five-star uh, distributors and uh, Alco have been uh, alerted. So, <laughs> so should be a fun night there. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the time. Have a good weekend. All right, that was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Michael Franke, President of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comet chat. And just to leave you, here we had a text that came in. Says, T.S., what would it take for Justin Kennedy to get high school basketball back at the Coliseum? 
Um, a lot. Okay. For me to do it? Yeah. Well, yeah. you you seem to be a <laughs> mover and shaker in this community all of a sudden. And, that, well, maybe not all of a sudden, but... Uh, I'm that annoying voice that everybody hears or that they try to drown out that uh, just keeps coming back, apparently. So, but no, I, 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 I don't know. I think their best chance is, uh, is a downtown arena and playing there, potentially. There we go. Well, we'll be back with more. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Hi, this is Ryan Newman, NASCAR Cup Series driver and champion for a great cause, driven to save lives and organ donation. Look, what I do is dangerous, and nobody's invincible, but we can all do something incredible to save the lives of others. That's why I want you to take a moment and register yourself as an organ donor, like me, at DrivenToSaveLives.org. You might just become somebody's real hero. Heavy uterine bleeding and iron deficiency anemia through the years. Oh, I've been there. Huh? That sweater tied around your waist? I've been there. Heavy period? Yeah. Makes you wonder what women used to do. Oh, I've been there. Huh? The record album you're using to cover your behind. I've been there. Yeah. Makes you wonder what women used to do. Oh, I've been there. Huh? Your backward waitress apron taking no chances. I've been there. Yeah. Makes you wonder what women... If you've been there, you get it. Excessive menstrual bleeding for six months or more is known as heavy uterine bleeding, or HUB. When you lose more blood, you lose more iron. HUB may lead to another medical condition called iron deficiency anemia, or IDA. Low iron from IDA can disrupt your everyday life with debilitating tiredness, headache, and weakness. But some people may show no symptoms. Learn about iron deficiency anemia and take a quiz to share with your doctor at imayhaveida.com. That's imayhaveida.com. Brought to you by HealthyWomen.org and Daiichi Sankyo, Inc. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country, and tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Sail to sea, and he told us of his life in the land 
of submarines. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. And I think Justin Kenny is playing this because I wore my bell bottoms. Because all my other jeans were wet from shoveling snow. And I ended up, hey, just having to wear my 80s bell bottoms. Okay, 70s, 60s bell bottoms. Zip up anymore, but anyway, yes. <laughs> well, you know, the bedazzled gym on the back is the nice touch. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Welcome back to Talking Sports. We're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock, and we're going to head right to the Talking Sports phone line presented by Fire Police, City County Federal Credit Union, because the gentleman on the other side of that will. Obviously, he was probably humming along with that song by the Beatles, and it's none other than Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke. Michael, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jim. Uh, again, congratulations. Uh, last weekend, you celebrated your anniversary. Yes, indeed. 14 years of uh, waking up really early on a Saturday morning. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and love it, and uh, going to keep on rolling with it. So uh, we'll... we'll see what happens from there but uh uh thank you very much for that michael and you've been a gigantic part of all 14 seasons of uh 14 years of talking sports and we appreciate you as well well i i appreciate the opportunity every week well especially recently we've been talking in in the 2021 season or the 21 season i should say when the comets would play on a friday night and we would have just all kinds of grins and laughs and everything because the comets would win on seemingly every friday night that has returned starting last night in adirondack as the k's uh in their vaunted power play now beat adirondack seven to three in ECHL hockey. So, uh, and then all of a sudden, the goaltender situation is getting improved, seems like by the hour, uh, with with people returning and in, in, uh, in signings, et cetera. So, uh, it's, right now, it's good to be a Comet. Well, yeah, well, Harvey came back yesterday, and Patera was back uh, earlier in the week, so we got our goalies back. And, uh, you know, we did get some power play goals last night, which is important. Uh, the power play has been an enigma season long we've been down at the bottom all all year as far as the league is concerned so uh you know hopefully we can continue that uh, momentum from last night into tonight's game and then uh, getting back to fort wayne on wednesday night and uh for uh you know a nice stretch of home games now of course the comets were on the east coast uh in in worcester mass uh during a snowstorm there that uh, a nor'easter that hit prior to us getting uh, hammered with snow as well. But uh, in, I, I think that from what I understand, that snowstorm then uh, that we were uh, beset with traveled east, and uh, you, you, the team's probably getting another dose of it here uh, at Adirondack. Yeah, that actually happened uh, Thursday, very late Thursday night and all day yesterday, and I think they got another foot of snow out there. They're used to it out there. Um, it's not uncommon for a couple of feet of snow on the ground all the time uh, during the months of January and February, so uh, they know what to do with it, and, uh, you know, we were able to get the games in. Uh, Wooster's game last Saturday night, there were no fans because it was just terrible. Um but uh, then Sunday, the fans were allowed. And then uh, in Adirondack, uh, 
you know, if you're there, if the team is there, you've got to play the game, whether there's fans or no fans. Mm-hmm. So as far as that goes, then, uh, you know, things went off as planned. And of course, the officials get in just a little bit early, too, just like the teams. And yes. uh, that way you do. You, there, There's no other recourse. If the fans can't make it, that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate from a revenue perspective, but still, uh, the games must go on if everybody's in attendance there. So, uh, well, and- it's, yeah, and that's important because, especially you know, us going to Adirondack, there's no way you could go back there later in the season. Right. Yeah. Just not enough time. Yeah, and of course, now the Comets with that win last night uh, have another one with the Thunder uh, tonight at seven o'clock, and then. Will return home on Wednesday. Finally, it seems like forever that the Comets uh, played in the Coliseum, but they'll take on the Indy Fuel Wednesday at seven thirty. Yeah, we've got a lot of games here in February from the ninth. Then uh, next Friday, the eleventh, we have a home game, and then the sixteenth, uh, another Wednesday night game, and then eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, uh, a triple header. Uh, which, you know, we don't, we don't normally do many of those, and we try to usually have them after the uh, second half of the season. Uh, we did have one earlier in the year. Try to take advantage of your, your better dates. And obviously for us, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays are our better dates. And uh, every once in a while, you got to play three in a row. True, and and you've got three different opponents uh, with that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You got Toledo coming in, then Tulsa, and then Kalamazoo will round out that weekend. Absolutely, and there'll be some big crowds that weekend because uh, we do have uh, some large groups that are going to be coming to those games. So uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, during the pandemic, you're not going to see many eight, nine, ten thousand crowds, if any. Uh, but, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be real good crowds and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's things still going on out there and we're still dealing with it. And, uh, although things seem to be getting a little bit better regarding the uh, coronavirus and the Omicron and, uh, knock on wood, the players have been healthy lately. So, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're starting to get around it a little bit. Well, that sounds like, uh, uh, a recipe for success down the road then for uh, for all the teams in the ECHL. And, of course, uh, the ECHL has been uh, hit by so many call-ups to the AHL what with things in the NHL, and just it's a kind of a trickle-down theory. But, uh, you know, available player pools and, and such have been uh, so instrumental in keeping rosters well, filled. It, yeah, it's been very, very difficult. Now, you're starting to see some guys come back, but will it be temporary? Uh, the NHL is on break this weekend uh, for the All-Star game, and supposedly they're going to eliminate the taxi squads next week. Um, so you could see an influx of players coming from the American League to the ECHL. So. You know, we, we've uh, gotten some of our guys back already. Uh, potentially one or two more could come back, like Steven Ehler uh, and, uh, and maybe Rimshaw. Uh, Bowdens is uh, still playing quite a bit out in uh, Henderson, but uh, 
the thing we all have to remember, we're going to get players back, but everybody else is going to get players back too. So that'll kind of even everything out. And if you look at the standings, uh, yeah, Toledo's kind of jumped out on people and uh, a couple of other teams have done well. But for the most part, the rest of the league is very tight because everybody's going through the same thing, you know, losing mm-hmm. players, getting replacement players, maybe not as good a quality of player, um, losing streaks and then some winning streaks. But, uh, you know, you can pretty much put a hat over our division and uh, everybody's in the playoff hunt. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, probably one of the most competitive divisions in uh, in in hockey right now. I mean, from top to bottom, it's uh, uh, very very competitive. That's uh, and that should be something to watch. And especially as the Comets are coming home to Coliseum Ice, uh, picking up those uh, those potential two pointers at home. So. Uh, should bode well, and then heading out to Iowa to take on the Heartlanders a couple of times uh, later in the month of February as well. Yep, and they're playing much better now too. They were uh, they struggled uh, at the beginning of the year as a uh, expansion franchise, but they're doing well, and uh, they beat Toledo in Toledo last night. So uh, you know they're they're improving. Uh, if you don't show up to play, the other team's going to beat you. And that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, it's very important for us to, uh, you know, to get moving when the puck drops at the beginning of the game. And, uh, you know, we got to stop falling behind. We're falling behind in all these games. And uh, you're not going to score six or seven goals every night. So when you're falling behind, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. And, And if you play 60 minutes of hockey, good things will happen. That's right. Well, Michael, always do. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. All right, Jim. Thank you. All right. Thanks. That was Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comet chat. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Dan Mans, Dan Vance. We'll talk to him, too. Media relations manager of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. 2022 is going to be a great year. Whether this virus goes away or not, make sure you catch all the big games at your favorite teams right here. Super Bowl 56, high school boys and girls state tourneys, the Pacers, Purdue, Notre Dame, and PFW on the hardwood. March Madness. And before you know it, the Chicago White Sox and the Fort Wayne Tin Caps return to the diamond this spring. Enjoy the winter with us. Fort Wayne Sports Day, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, the only game in town. This is Ralph and Dusty from Anderson Heating and Air Conditioning, your local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Proud to serve our community with old school professionalism and honesty while also providing modern solutions and performance that your family can depend on. And Anderson is here for you with fast 24-7 service and no overtime fees because your emergency is our emergency. And the last thing you should have to worry about is being left out in the cold by extra fees. Anderson Heating and Air Conditioning, your American Standard dealer. Completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. 
Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, February 5th, 2022. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and Outside the Huddle.net, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Have a question, comment, opinion, suggestion? Hey, Give it to us on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in front of your message, if you will. But we Matt Ants in action last night in Washington, D.C., taking on the Capital City Go-Go. And uh, behind Justin Anderson's 31 points, the Mad Ants prevailed by a score of 117 to 106. And by the way, if you're a podcast fan, the Inside the Colony podcast is up and Justin Anderson is the featured interview, and you don't want to miss it. So uh, just search Inside the Colony on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and speaking of that, one of the hosts of Inside the Colony is on the Talking Sports phone line presented by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, and that is Mr. Dan Vance. Dan, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jim. Uh, and b- before we get going, are, are you following girls' high school sectional play very closely? Oh, of course I am. Of course I am. All right, getting out to the games and everything too, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be out tonight checking out a championship game, and maybe even Tuesday. We got championship Tuesday uh, this year because of some of the snow delays. So. That is correct. Yes, yes. So it, it should be uh, um, Hoosier hysteria girls style is uh, is upon us. And, and real quick, we had uh, we were talking uh, early on in the show about. Tiffany Gooden, and she, on this date in, I think it was 2000, uh, it was a while ago, no, 1994, she played her last high school game. And we were wondering how the, and, and she averaged 29.9 points a game, her junior and senior seasons, 13 and a half rebounds a game as a junior, 9.9 as a senior. How do those stack up with an Ayanna Patterson and her stat, uh, that mark as far as as from a comparison's sake well good numbers are definitely higher overall but you look at some of the stuff that, that patterson has done and is doing i mean 35 points and 14 rebounds i think six blocks last night against a really good columbia city team um it's hard jim I, it, it's hard you've seen a lot of basketball it's hard to compare apples to oranges with the type of play and how different girls basketball is now um but Tiffany Good was so dominant in that era. But Ayanna has really come around this year to be there. I, I think that you're, there's going to be a great argument to be made as, as who the best player in the history of this city is uh, when Ayanna's career is over at the end of the season. So uh, comparable in the impression they've made. Uh, Scoring-wise and, and stat-wise, I think Tiffany's 
overall numbers are a little bit higher, especially her junior year. But uh, I don't think there's any debate that Ayanna Patterson has, has got to be one of the top two players in the history of this area. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, well let's move on to Mad Ants basketball because uh, the team is on the road right now and we'll, uh, we'll play one more road game in Wisconsin against the Herd tomorrow before a Tuesday-Thursday meeting with the Delaware Bluecoats at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Last night, though, uh, it was a very competitive game and, and very close, and, and then the, the Mad Ants actually stepped on the gas in the fourth quarter and, and put a little distance between them and the go-go. Yeah, I mean, it's just an outstanding effort from Justin Anderson. Um, you know, I think the team knew how important it was to at least get a split in Washington, D.C. with the go-go. That's a really talented team. They've got a lot of uh, experience, some NBA experience on that team, some familiarity. Dejan Giroux, who started the season mm-hmm. with us, is now with the go-go. So some familiarity with the stuff we do. So I knew that it was it was important for the guys. And, and Justin really, you know, stepped on the gas his second straight 31-point game. Uh, and he's just planned to play at a ridiculously high level here recently, the last five or six games. And it's, like you said, it's been a, a Justin Anderson week. You know, we, we had him on the Inside the Colony podcast, came out this week. Uh, the league featured him in a little kind of mini doc that they did, uh, recorded back in December. That came out this week. So kind of kind of Justin Anderson's week, and he really shined last night. It, and what an interesting person. Just with everything he's done, everything he's he's interested in, uh, it's uh, just a phenomenal person and uh, and heck of a basketball player as well. But uh, uh, the roster has gone through a, a couple of changes, some additions, and unfortunately uh, some deletions as well. Of course, we lost Russ Smith for the season to an injury, but then uh, had to say goodbye, and it's professional sports, so it's a business and this happens, but we had to say goodbye to uh, Daxter Miles. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where, especially this year, you have to keep um, your roster going. Unfortunately, um, you know that that's the name of the game. Like you said, it's a business, um, and so we had some opportunities to get some big guys, and that's really been an area that uh, has been an uh, area of focus where we haven't had the forward and centers that some of the other teams have. And you know, Terry Taylor has done a tremendous job for us. Uh, but now he's doing a tremendous job for the Pacers. So we kind of needed to fill in some gaps. Benny Boatwright's been down with an injury for a while. So uh, we added Jordan Bell, a guy with over 100 games of NBA experience. Uh, we added him in a trade earlier in the week with the Santa Cruz Warriors. So to have a guy like Jordan with that kind of experience uh, joining the team uh, is, is huge. We have a veteran squad. So to add another veteran in, he's played in the NBA. He's played in the G League. He understands the game and has a great perspective on things, was awesome. Uh, and then Cabell Bigby-Williams, who joined the team, uh, you know, two weeks before the pandemic shut everything down. I think he got three games in with us uh, in 2020, uh, decided he wanted to come back to the G League. We owned his rights. Uh, so General Manager Chris Taylor, Assistant GM Tim Brown, decided that they wanted to bring Cabell in, you know. 6'11", shot blocker, good rim protector. Uh, and he actually just joined the team yesterday and got in for a little bit last night. Uh, in the win over Capital City, still trying to, uh, you know, work out the kinks, get back into it, learn a new system. Um, but as Cabell and Jordan both get more experience, I think that's huge for us, uh, you know, to continue to fight inside, especially in the absence of Benny and Terry. 
And, of course, uh, the Mad Ants will be visible to Fort Wayne fans here in the month of March, uh, big time in the month of March, eight games at Memorial Coliseum. And uh, it starts Friday, March 4th, and that has all kinds of opportunities for you to go with discounted tickets. You can get uh, uh, Faith and Family Night. Uh, we have a it's a, one of our Pizza Hut Family Nights as well. Uh, for a lower level ticket and there's all, all kinds of things you get the mad ants cap you get the branded socks you get a medium three topping pizza dine in or carry out from pizza hut all kinds of things going on but before then we still got some basketball to play and uh and once again we've got our terry taylors our Kiefer sykes of the world uh, Dwayne washington jr uh guys like that that have gone up to, to the pacers and uh, and and stay and uh, these guys started out as Mad Ants, so it's it's really uh, fulfilling to see that where the G League really does work. Yeah. Podcasts by Federated Media.